Welcome to Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations with Nina Impala. Do you have questions about death? How about events surrounding death? Or perhaps you have questions that need to be answered after death. On this program, we talk frankly and openly about the subject and invite you to share your comments and experiences as well. Now, here is your host, Nina Impala. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. I'm so glad you're here. And thank you for listening to this wonderful show that I absolutely love doing. Today, I've got Karen Anderson here, and I'm very excited to tell you about her. And I'm going to start with a little question. What happens to our pets after they die? Is there another realm where they coexist with our departed human loved ones? Are they happy and free from pain? Internationally known animal communicator and psychic medium, Karen Anderson, reveals evidence that our pets communicate through us throughout their lives as well as after their physical death. Being an animal psychic medium is never easy to explain to some folks. Karen's journey to accept her gifts through various different life experiences truly tells the story of animals, how animals speak to her. They have her entire life and have helped her along the way. And I'm welcoming her to the show today because I am just so excited for everybody to hear about Karen and learn some of these wonderful things that she's done in her life and tools for us. So welcome, Karen. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is my favorite topic, talking about the pets we love. It is. It's the best. And I, you know, Karen and I have interviewed each other before, and uh, it's always exciting to interview her. And I think, you know, Karen, let's start at the beginning because it happens so much with people that are psychics, are mediums. It's almost like we need to, we have our gifts as children, and then they kind of go away for a while because they're deemed, you know, we're using our imagination or we're saying too much or we're saying things we shouldn't be saying when we're kids. And so it all kind of gets pushed down. And I'd like you to tell our audience what it was like for you in the beginning and, and that amazing story that you have about the moment you knew, okay, this is the direction I'm going now. Well, I will say without a doubt, you know, my earliest memories I have were surrounded by my childhood pets and I could understand them so clearly. I knew what they wanted. I knew what they needed and I didn't know that I was doing anything different. I just thought everyone could communicate with the animals. Plus, Nina, I also was raised during the time where all the Disney films were out. And if you think about it, I mean, think about all the talking animals in all of those Disney films. That's know. true. Yeah, good point. I love that. Right? I know Jungle Book and yep. Bambi and, you know, it was like... That was my childhood. Plus, I lived 20 minutes away from Disneyland in wow. Southern California. And so we went there all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, of course, different than what I do now. It was on the level of a five or six-year-old child. But, you know, I wasn't encouraged. In fact, my family didn't know what to do with me. They thought that I was, you know, there was something wrong with me, that I knew these things that about the animals that I shouldn't know. And I also was able to see departed human spirits at a very young age, family members that I had never met that had died many years before I was born. And they they couldn't understand that. My my parents didn't know what to do with me. So they 
discouraged my abilities. And I learned from a very early age that this was not okay. This is not acceptable. And to hide it. So that's what I did. Yeah. I, I hid it. And, you know, unfortunately, that's what my journey was. And like you said, for many years, I didn't even communicate with animals because I thought I was doing something wrong. And it wasn't until many years later as an adult when (laughs) Destiny was calling my name and said, hey, Karen, um, pay attention. There's some big changes coming up in your life. And that's when this crazy event happened that you were talking about. And I can remember it like it was yesterday because it was so pivotal. It was so unbelievable. Even when it was happening to me, I was very stuck in my life. I was in a job I didn't like. I was in a relationship with a husband I didn't like. And I just felt kind of empty inside. Right. And I I was really kind of lost. And a, a friend at work said, hey, come on, let's go to this 4th of July barbecue. So begrudgingly, I said, okay, I'll go. And when we got there, We were sitting around chit-chatting and the neighbor came over and she said, hey, Karen, aren't you the one that talks to animals? Hmm. And I said, yeah. And I kind of rolled my eyes a little because I had been practicing a little bit at that time, not a whole lot, but a little bit. And she said, well, I've got this little bird that my cats had and we rescued it from one of my cat's mouths and we're trying to nurse it back to health. Can you come over and tell us about what this little bird has to say. So I went and Nina, this is where everything stopped. The world around me stopped. Everything that I knew to be normal and my life changed in this moment. She walked out of the back room and she had this little white dove on her finger, her index finger. And even though there was chaos in the house, it was 4th of July, there were kids running around, it was crazy. This little dove seemed to be not concerned with anything at all, wasn't upset about all the chaos, and easily stepped up onto my finger. Which is not like a dove. No. I mean, doves are kind of like not, you know. Fly away. Yeah. They're, they're, anyway, so that struck me as odd that this little dove stepped right up on my finger. And as soon as it did, I felt this incredible surge of energy rush through me Mm -hmm. and that's when my world stopped time stopped everything stopped this little bird gets on my finger and all of a sudden I felt like he was speaking only to me looking at me speaking only to me he knew everything that had happened in my life and he started showing me images of what had happened in my life up to that point Mm -hmm. I saw that I had um family members and friends that were really giving me a bad time about communicating with animals. They were very hurtful things they were saying about me. I had several friends that calling me names and uh, said I was practicing witchcraft and, you know, just all this really hurtful stuff. And I saw all these images of my life happening and I was like, what is going on here? Well, this little bird says to me, you're the human 
that speaks to animals. And I said to him quietly in my mind, I said, yes, because everything's done mind to mind, quietly in your mind. And I said, yes, I do. And he says, I've been waiting for you. Oh. And truly, that's when the craziness really started. Um, The little kids wanted to know where he was from and if he had a family and where he came from. And he was giving very interesting answers. Like he said, he came from up above Mm -hmm. and above. Mm -hmm. And he said, they said, does he have a name? What does he want to be called? And he said he wanted a name with dignity, but he didn't say what it was. He said, I would like a name with dignity. And um, he was really there to remind me of what my purpose was in life. What my reason for being here was to communicate with animals and to help people understand their pets and to help them create a more loving and a stronger bond with their pets. And he even said to me, I know you've gotten off your path lately, haven't you? Well, I start bursting out in tears. So imagine I'm standing in your kitchen holding a bird on my finger and I start crying like a baby, right? And then trying to explain that feeling that is visceral inside of you to people. It's, it's, it's like there are no words to put into words the images that you get in your mind. And that being an animal, animal communicator, and we're going to get into more about some of these things because the way you got to where you are now is pretty interesting. In fact, it's very interesting. And just trying to navigate through the way people process you when you say something like, oh, this bird told me, right? Dot, right. dot, dot. Right. And we're like, she talks to birds. Okay. You know, so <laughs> I get, yeah, I want to, you know, I really want to get clear about that. And I think that with our audience is that you became, okay, so let me back up because I've read your book a couple of times. You know, when you've gone on this journey that you're on, it was like you were constantly getting led back to your gift and what you were supposed to do. It's like, no matter what you did, Karen, through marriages, through jobs, um, your deputy job, you know? And I tell people, when I tell people about you, know, I told them about the show, I'm like, well, the animals helped her, you know, solve crimes. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, that's what brought her to the place she's at now where she left that. So, yes, that's a little bit more about that. So, because you probably couldn't tell the other deputies, you know, the guy laying on the floor that was bleeding in the house was a mess. Um, <laughs> The German shepherd outside told me that, you know, he had an epileptic seizure. I don't remember the whole story, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. And, you know, again, I learned from an early age to hide what I was doing. I didn't tell a lot of people. I kept it very private. So, no, mm-hmm. I did not tell the other deputies <laughs> where I was getting my information, nor did I put in my police reports that my confidential informants had four legs. And cats and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I treated it as a, another fact finding, evidential mission, and I still use fact finding even today in my sessions because I'm an evidential medium. And you and I both know that uh, there's one thing to say, oh, you know, your your departed loved ones are here, they love you, you know, they care about you, they're around you, but it's something completely different to say. Did you have crumpets for breakfast? You know. Wh- Something really strange and bizarre that nobody in the world would know, right? But, yeah, but the animals. So when you say evidential, tell me more about that. Well, being an evidential medium, I like to get information that can only be validated by the client who I'm doing the session for. Okay. So only the client and their pet would know. 
it's something so incredibly detailed and maybe even insignificant in the big scheme of things. Like I said, just asking you if you had something particular for breakfast or um, why a, a cat is telling me to say tape measure. You know, that's a perfect example. Correct. I, open, I yep. open up to a deceased cat. When I say I open up, I open up a space for their energy to come through to me, just like opening a door or mm-hmm. a window, their energy comes through. I open up to this deceased cat named Bree, and she shows me a, a measuring tape, a tape measure, of all things, right. for a cat to show me. So right away, I'm thinking, what the heck is this? I don't know what, why she's showing me a measuring tape. So I ask her mom, Rachel, what's this all about? Why am I seeing a measuring tape? And you know, she started softly like gasping and crying and, you know, softly like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what you're saying. Correct. So yeah. Just before mm-hmm. the phone call, mm-hmm. she had been using a tape measure because she was measuring her mattress to, to get to order the right size sheets. You know how, what a bummer that is when the sheets don't fit your bed. Mm-hmm. She was using a tape measure to measure her mattress and on her bed was Bree's little kitty bed that she used to sleep in and as rachel was uh measuring the mattress she was thinking to herself oh brie i miss you so much i just wish you would give me a sign that you're around oh and that's what she did and she sent the kitty sent me a measuring tape so it it wasn't the words i saw it it was it was a, a, you know, you know what a measuring tape looks like. I saw a measuring tape and it was just a flash, you know, it was like bing and then it was gone. I, it goes that quick. And see what I find in my work w- with humans when this happens and it's always very um, guided for me. It's always like sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but it's one little simple thing. I mean, it could be a red jacket, a measuring tape, a special coffee cup What you'll get this flash. And then immediately, it's just so that person knows, yeah, I'm communicating with this animal or I'm communicating with this person. And it's all that they need. And there's no way you could have known about that measuring tape. And so I think that it's so beautiful to be able to get those. And when we come back from break, I really want to talk a little bit about um, the importance of how to communicate with animals, how maybe other people can do it. Maybe we can give some tips on that. And I think that would be awesome. So let's go to break and we'll come back and we'll talk about that. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Karen. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Nina offers an alternative to traditional counseling. Sessions are not just 50 minutes, but a full hour. When you go in for a regular counseling session, many times you don't remember everything. Nina's difference is a summary email after each session and or a follow-up phone call if needed up to two weeks after. Nina also provides hospital visit consultations as necessary. Sessions with Nina and Paula are $250, and if you book a three-session package, you will get a $100 discount. Let's get you feeling peaceful and happy again. Losing someone we love is one of the most challenging, fearful, and heart-rending experiences we are ever likely to face. 
In her book, Dearly Departed, Nina Impala shares stories of her experiences as a hospice volunteer for more than 12 years and how those experiences prepared her for the final days of her own parents. Nina emphasizes the importance of being a good listener and living a good life. Dearly Departed by Nina Impala is available in paperback or Kindle edition through Amazon.com or your favorite book retailer. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations. If you have a question for Nina Impala or her guest today, call into our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to tutoringforthespirit at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. How our animals communicate with us. You know, I had a little cocker spaniel that got into some dark chocolate when I was moving and he died and I did feel really bad about it but being who I am the way I felt him was the way I came in the house all the time I felt like he was around my feet like he was wiggling his little butt when I got home from work and so what I'm kind of gathering is that through other people maybe through and through some of the stuff I've read with you that they communicate in several different ways and I was wondering if you could just share that with us so People know what to look for after their pets die and maybe how they can communicate with them. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so important to realize something that when, even when we're grieving a loss, mm-hmm. our, our pets are with us. They're around us. Their energy is still here. And in their world, in their new world of being an energetic being, Nothing much has changed. They can still go to their favorite chair. They can sleep in their favorite bed. They hang around the kitchen when they're hungry or their food dish. So they get to experience the freedom of not having a physical body, but at the same time, they're still with us and around us, especially during our darkest moments when we are missing them the most. And Mm -hmm. one of the, the... most beautiful things that they tell me is that those times where we have a thought about them, where all of a sudden they'll pop into our minds and we'll think about them, maybe even cry or have a good, you know, sad moment or miss them or whatever it is. That's them sending us a message. We're not thinking about them necessarily. They're putting that thought into our minds so, okay, so let's back up a little. Mm-hmm. You say to me, let, let's say my animal just passed away and I've done pretty good, but about a month later, you know, I'm just really missing them. And, I, and all of a sudden, an image of them pops up of me walking them down the street or us playing in the park with the ball. That's them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And 
we think that, you know, we're having, you know, just kind of flashback memories or, you know, to me, Nina, it happens really odd times. I might be brushing my teeth. I might be driving down the road. It, it seems to me to happen when I personally go into a little bit of an altered state of mind. I'll call it a little bit of maybe a daydream mind where you kind okay. of just let your mind relax and you're not thinking about necessarily, you know, your tax returns or paying bills. You know, you're, you're really just kind of relaxing your mind, mm-hmm. especially right before we drift off to sleep or first thing when we wake up in the morning, our minds are more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And that's an opportunity that our pets see to send us a message which comes in the form of a thought or a memory card, a flashback of a memory from their lifetime. It could be a mini movie that plays in our mind, like you said, playing in the park with a ball or you know, anything that is special to them or special to us, they can send us those little flashcards. It's kind of like a flashcard in your mind. So sometimes that could happen perhaps like, you know, when you're driving the car on a long drive or something like that, you know, you start daydreaming a little bit. I know that sounds terrible in the car, but you you, you do get that kind of dazed kind of, if you know, you're on a long drive, let's say I was driving from California to Arizona or something and you're just on some long highway. But if someone said, you know, I'm just going to go meditate for a while, take a break, put some music on and maybe call up the animal and just lay there and think of a happy memory, would that be a good way to do it? Absolutely. And certainly that is a more um, structured way. The thing that I have found, though, is that most of us, when we try too hard, we block the message. Okay. So if you're just beginning and you Mm -hmm. really want to connect with a departed pet, my recommendation is to be very relaxed with your approach and really just in those moments where maybe you're in the garden or maybe you're just sitting having coffee quietly in the morning or maybe you're at that time where you would have normally fed them or snuggled on the couch with them or whatever it was, just allow yourself to take in your surroundings and sense and perhaps feel or get an inner knowing. It's kind of an internal knowing of either their presence or them being near, or you might feel something. It's very subtle. And this is what challenges most people is we want the big flashing neon sign. Oh, yeah. I think that's, you know, and I think when people go to psychics and stuff like that, that's what they're looking for. The big, like, you know, it doesn't happen that way, guys. I'm sorry, (laughs) but it just doesn't. You know, we get these little subtleties, but it's also a way for us to build our own mindfulness, intuitiveness, and open, just being open to receive messages. Now, when, tell me about when they give us images and pictures, is that the way animals mostly communicate us with us live or passed away is with pictures? Most of the time, because the majority of people are clairvoyant. So when I um, teach someone how to communicate with animals, when I go through the process and teach somebody, 90% of beginners who've never even tried it before will generally say that they see something before they'll hear it or before the the next one is just a knowing, which is claircognizance. So clairvoyance, clear seeing is seeing an image like a flashcard right before your mind. And it's lightning fast. It doesn't last. It's usually there and gone. Mm -hmm. And if if you miss it, you miss it. 
And you can ask them to send it again, but chances are they won't. Nope. And yeah, once it's gone, it's gone. So you have to really be paying attention. So seeing an image flash in your mind when you get a thought of your pet, when you have a moment or a memory or something, just realize that's your pet reaching out to you. That's them saying, hey, mom or dad, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm still around. I know you can't see me, feel me, or know that I'm here, but please trust. And when we discount it, Nina, when we when we push it away and say, no, that's my imagination, or when we doubt what we're getting, that's like a crushing blow to them. That's like, oh. They want to talk to us and comfort us. Yes. They're trying so hard to get through to us. And then we finally get it. And then can you imagine how frustrated they must feel when we go, oh, that was just my imagination. You know, that's not really them coming through. So I teach that no matter what you get, no matter if you see something, feel something, smell something, hear something, even if you just have an inner knowing of something going on around you or a sense that they're near, trust that. Trust, 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 trust. Because it takes so much energy for them to send you a message that for you to then discount it or, you know, kind of slough it off like, oh, that was just nothing. I was just, you know, imagining things. They have to then recharge themselves, refuel themselves, or find some source of energy to try to send you another one. So, okay, but what if they're saying, like you're saying seeing, but what about hearing? Like, what would we hear? I mean, that's clear audience, right? So, audience, yes. The number one thing that people hear are either barks, cries, meows, you know, the, the vocalizations, right. or they, they hear toenails clicking on the floors, like click, 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 toenails clicking, mm-hmm. or they'll hear a little scratch at the door and there's nobody there. Okay. Little okay. sounds that are reminiscent of what that pet used to do. That's what you can hear. Okay. What about smells? Is that something that happens too with pets? Yes, actually, yes. There is definitely... Um, um, Claire Aliens is the okay. <laughs> Claire Aliens. Yeah, I get the other ones confused. Claire Gustance, I think, is the one tasting, and I don't do that yes. with pets because I don't want to know what things taste like. No, okay. Claire- <laughs> Weird. I, I don't know about that one either. I don't want to know. I had a cat send me what a mouse tasted like one time, and I'm never going back there again. Oh, oh God, that's awful. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I'm trying to erase that from my mind right now, Karen. I know, sorry. Oh, it's all right. So, Claire Aliens is when you, um, no, what did I say? Now, see, I just got myself confused. Claire Aliens. Yeah, when we were you talking smell about something. Yeah. When you smell something. Um, whichever Claire that is. Uh, it can be anything from, like, you know, when a cat freshly bathes itself and then you, mm. they have that scent. It's like the freshly bathed scent. So okay. there's that scent. There's a scent of, you know, the, um, I'll, I'll call it, you know, a dog smell. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's the doggy smell. Um, there's that scent. I even have um, had clients tell me that they can smell their pet's breath. Like they're right up in their face and they can smell their oh, pet's that, breath. That makes sense to me. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Because, you know, when your dog does get up in your face and they're pain yes. and everything like that. So... Lots of different ways that 
And remember, please remember, these are subtle, 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 subtle signs and messages, and they're trying so hard. So if you think you get something, please trust that that is. You know, and it's, it's, it's something learned. It's something that you practice. Um, I always tell people, you know, it's like going to the gym. You don't start with a 25-pound weight because you'll hurt yourself or you'll fail. So it's good to just start out small like that and just start paying attention to these little signs and don't question it. Like you said, trust, trust, trust. Yes. And journal it. Get a journal. Write down all your experiences. And I'll give you after the next break. Do we have a break coming up soon? No, but but, um, I want to switch because there's something really important I want to talk about with you. Because I think, so we're going we're gonna to go to the next thing here, which I really want to, I really want to touch on. I do grief counseling for uh, the Veterinary Specialty Hospital in San Diego. I'm on their list. And one of the biggest things I find, maybe you can help with this, Karen, is when a dog gets a cancer diagnosis. This is a big deal because I have talked to and met so many people that, you know, if they don't have the money to do chemo and all of those things. And it's your dog. But I don't have $5,000 to save my dog. That is probably one of the hardest things, I think, for a pet owner when you just have to decide you have no money because, you know, and people are in COVID right now. And I had a little gal the other day that had to put down her cat and she was crying because she couldn't be in the room when she put the cat down. So I know from reading your book that the things that happen on this side that we get emotional and sad about do not get carried to the other side. And I was wondering if you could explain that to us. You know, when we get that diagnosis, we know our pets got a very limited amount of time, and yet we're their guardians. We're, we're the ones in charge of ending their life. It's a big deal. So I want to talk about that a little bit when your animal gets diseased and how the animal takes it in and how they feel and what they want. Well, those, those are all so important. And the one thing to remember is, and, and this is really challenging for a lot of us to wrap our head around, our experience is not necessarily their experience. I'm going to repeat that. Our experience is not necessarily their experience. Okay. So when we are going through uh, trauma and turmoil over making a decision to end a pet's life, mm-hmm. the pet isn't necessarily picking up on the trauma and turmoil of their life ending they're picking up on your stress Mm. so they know you're stressed about something but they're not stressing because it's the end of their life they might be having difficulties because their body is failing them or they have some kind of terminal illness or issue that you know whatever requires procedures but they're not stressing that their life is ending or that they're judging you for making that decision. In fact, they actually entrust us to make the decision and help manage them and help them leave their body the way they came into this world with love and dignity and respect. It kind of reminds me of having like a durable power of attorney. You know, like they've chosen us to make all of their decisions and all of their end of life decisions. I mean, when you just look at it like that, but still the human aspect of us gets so sad. 
It does because nobody wants to do it. I don't want to do it. I have had to do it too many times. Nobody wants to, to make that phone call or that appointment or, or go through that. We don't want it. But, Nina, I ask you this. Would you still, knowing how much it was going to hurt you, would you still want that pet to be with you? If you knew ahead of time how much it was going to hurt when you had to say goodbye or how difficult it was going to be at the end when you had to make that life-ending decision, would you still want that pet in your life? Always. Okay. There's your answer. Yeah. And they don't judge us. I have never, I've done over 20,000 sessions in the past 23 plus years. Mm. I have never had a single pet come through during a session and say, my mom or dad ended my life too soon. I'm mad at them. Tell them I never want to have anything to do with them ever again. It, wow. it, it doesn't happen. Okay. That's important for people to hear. It really is because I've counseled people that have beat themselves up and I just, it makes me so sad. One, one, um, one animal was going back and forth to the emergency quite a lot because the mom really wanted to make sure that she did everything she can. And she was really shamed by the ER staff, which really upset me because I really feel that bless her heart, you know, she loved that, that dog so much. And I know that she's, I can feel the dog when I give her energy treatments and energy healing. I can feel the dog stays with us while I do it. It's amazing. So he's trying to bring her peace. Well, and that's so important to realize. So here's what the animal's perspective is. From their perspective, they do not base the Mm -hmm. quality of their life by the number of years they are with us. They base the quality of their life by the amount of love we have provided for them. Oh, that sounds so beautiful, Karen. So you do not have to extend the life of a pet uh, beyond hope in order to give them the fullest and best life possible. In fact, that's actually not what they want. I've had more pets say to me, boy, I was ready to go a long time ago. (laughs) I was in a failing body and I was really tired. We tend, I'm guilty, we tend to keep them here way too long. I know. I've done it. I'll admit it. I've done it. And just so you know, they don't want to be in a body that's failing them any more than we do. Yeah. And when they can't um, eat or drink or get around on their own, when they, when they are in pain, oh, when, they, when, they aren't, when they don't have that spark of who they are, that's not to them. That's not living. And that's where it gets really hard is when to make that impossible. I call it the impossible decision because no matter what you decide, you feel horrible about it. You do. And you know, it's not that different with humans. It's like I always tell people quality of life is important. What kind of whatever treatments you're giving them, whether that's animal or human, what kind of treatments are you giving them? You know, is it going to allow them to live longer and have a good quality of life? Or is it going to allow them to live longer and suffer? So, We're going to be back. We're going to talk a little bit more about this, and we are also going to talk about 
what maybe the other side is like for our pets. So we'll be right back. Thanks, Karen. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Nina offers an alternative to traditional counseling. Sessions are not just 50 minutes, but a full hour. When you go in for a regular counseling session, many times you don't remember everything. Nina's difference is a summary email after each session and or a follow-up phone call if needed up to two weeks after. Nina also provides hospital visit consultations as necessary. Sessions with Nina and Paula are $250. And if you book a three-session package, you will get a $100 discount. Let's get you feeling peaceful and happy again. Losing someone we love is one of the most challenging, fearful, and heart-rending experiences we are ever likely to face. In her book, Dearly Departed, Nina Impala shares stories of her experiences as a hospice volunteer for more than 12 years and how those experiences prepared her for the final days of her own parents. Nina emphasizes the importance of being a good listener and living a good life. Dearly Departed by Nina Impala is available in paperback or Kindle edition through Amazon.com or your favorite book retailer. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to inspiring end-of-life conversations if you have a question for nina impala or her guest today call into our program at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to tutoring for the spirit at gmail.com now back to this week's program hello we're back so we were talking about how our animals don't want to stay in a body that's not working. And it's no fun for them. We are talking about quality of life. And the next thing I kind of want to move towards is the other side. Have you gotten pictures of that in your head? Do we have an idea a little bit of what it's like for our furry ones over there? Absolutely. And I want to say that for my, I can only speak from my experience. So Nina, what you experience, what I experience and what everyone else has, it's going to be a unique and personal experience for you. If you do the work we do, if you do energy work, mediumship, um, animal communication. Um, So I'm speaking solely from what I have uh, encountered over all the sessions I have conducted over the years. And for me, 
The other side exists parallel to our life as we know it. So it's like an overlapping of worlds mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's all around us. So it's, it's the same place. It's the same space. It's just literally a parallel overlapping. And is that like another dimension? It is. It's, okay. it's another dimension and animals can easily go back and forth between dimensions when once they are um, out of their bodies and humans can too they can come back and forth they usually enter in and out through familiar portals now a portal can be something like uh, in your home their favorite place to sleep their favorite place where they spent the most time if you have horses it would be out in the barn or the field or wherever the horse spent the most time you can have horses coming through your house um, but mm-hmm. usually they spend time where Uh, they used to be the most and these portals change because I had a client say well I I have to move are they going to be able to find me will they still visit me you know what about if I move and sell my house you know their their remains are there they you know how do they feel doesn't matter doesn't matter doesn't matter doesn't matter you are coded you your soul has a code and your animal has the opposite end of that code so together the two of you are always going to be connected doesn't matter where you go in the world and when you leave your body someday you guys will instantly connect it'll be they'll instantly be there so it doesn't matter what happens um, in physical if you change jobs if you move if you get divorced remarried have kids move across the world go to antarctica it doesn't matter because Mm. you're coded and they will always be there with you. So the other side is all around us, wherever we are. And they are not, they're never far away. They're not with us all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I do have to call energies in. I do of my own. I have to call them into me. Wouldn't you be out like swaying around? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would. I would be like, I want to fly. That's what I want to do. So I'd be out flying around and being like a bird and soaring around. And that's what they do. They get to go explore. They get to go um, spend time doing what they love, whatever that is. And some of it involves being near us. Some of it involves being somewhere else. They can also be in more than one place at one time. So let's say they have a mom and a dad. Let's say mom and dad split up. The energy, as you know, can take any form it doesn't it can't be destroyed and they can literally be in two separate places at one time if they want to do that okay there's no rules there's no restrictions like our physical world here on earth they don't they're not bound by any of that so no they always see the thing called the rainbow bridge right yes the rainbow bridge okay do you like the rainbow bridge karen we know it's, um, you know, a fictional place, and it is, I would say, a very good um, image of what it is like, but I will, I have some areas I'm challenged with. There's, it seems to me the Rainbow Bridge that there's no intermingling of animals and people. It feels like the people show up and then animals can come over to them and what I've seen in my sessions is that 
when animals come through to me, they bring people through. When people come through to me, they bring animals through. There's no separation. Yes, I agree with that because I've okay. worked on people before that are okay. maybe loved ones died and they're holding a little dog. Yes. And that's the dog of the child when the child was younger or the human yes. was younger. Yeah. So there's, so, there's no separation. So no. in the Rainbow mm-hmm. Bridge, and, and from what I understand, it, it's, it's not a separate place. place that animals go. And that's not what I experience. What I experience is the whole thing around us is the Rainbow Bridge. And anyone can be there. And it's a beautiful experience for me to put words into it right now would never do it justice. The colors are beyond our scope of imagination. The I know. Beauty, I hear that too. And sometimes the beauty, it just. Yes, the vividness. You can't describe it with our English language. It just wouldn't work to describe it. And it sounds so beautiful. It is. I know where time goes so fast on this show, and I I really want to make sure that we talk about how you help people. And I know you've got some new stuff going on since the last time I interviewed you, and I, I do believe there's a lot of people listening that would be interested in that. So tell us um, what you offer and how that works and what you're doing with your new app. Oh, I have a new mobile app. I'm just in the testing phase. It is live. So you can download it right now. You can go to the app store on your, on your mobile device. Mm-hmm. You have to type it in exactly because of all the little intricacies of it, but it is the app is called boom B O O M exclamation mark. Business is booming. Boom exclamation mark. Business is booming. And it's named that for a special reason. You have to watch. There's a, a welcome video. You have to watch the two-minute welcome video to find out why the app is named that. Okay. Everyone expected it to be an animal or something, right? Like a dog's paw <coughs> print or something. Mm-hmm. No, there's a specific reason the app is named that. And uh, if you download the app right now and uh, there's a, a call to action button, you can get Book specials, like incredible book specials for my book, The Amazing Afterlife of Animals and Hear All Creatures, and um, all kinds of great VIP perks and bonuses on the mobile app, so be sure to do that. But you have to allow notifications. Be sure you allow notifications because that's how we can talk to each other back and forth. And you're uh, offering uh, your book right now for just shipping, right, on your website? Yes. The book's amazing. I mean, I really feel that if you've lost a pet recently or maybe you're having a hard time getting over a pet that you had to euthanize, I'm telling you, this book will bring you so much peace. I love it. I've given it out to a lot of my clients that have lost pets because it just really goes into a good explanation about when pets die, you know, and what that looks like. Okay. Yes, and, and you can get it in the mobile app, too. <clears throat> so the paperback is just pay the shipping, which is $7.99 U.S. You can also get – I'm doing the ebook right now for a very limited time Okay. for $1.99. Oh, that's awesome. That's really can, awesome. Yeah, you can go to Amazon and Audible and, and whatever and pay Kindle and pay full price. Go right ahead if you want to. <laughs> um, or you can go through the mobile app and reach out to me there if – if the mobile app doesn't work for you, then you can get also get that on my website, which is KarenAnderson.net. Really easy. KarenAnderson, easy spelling, .net. .net, .net, .net. Yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, when you talk about on your website um, about teaching people, you know, a lot of people are just, I can't do this. I'm not intuitive. I'm not going to be able to do this. And it's one of the things that I tell people is that we all have this. We all have an ability to be intuitive. And for me, in the beginning of my life, which I'm not going to go into a lot, but I just started getting pictures. And I had the same kind of childhood experience stuff that you did. It just got pushed down. Forget about it. Nina's talking too much. And so it got pushed down as well. But what I found when, you know, going back in, like in your 30s or whatever, you get, I got pictures. And once I started trusting them, everything changed. So when you teach people, let's say I have a client and she really wants to talk to her dog and she really wants to be able to do this and maybe then even use it as a career, you teach that people how to be in, intuitive and how to be animal communicators. True? I do. I have, wow. an, on, I have an online course. It's um, available if you go to my website or the mobile app that I just mm-hmm. sent. Mm-hmm. You will get a whopping 50% off enrollment on my basic beginner's course. This is, I can teach anybody how to do this as long as they love their pets That's and they cool. really want to learn. You have to be open to learning. Yes. Teach anyone how to do this. And, um, and it really is all about, it, here's how you can answer the question is if someone's doubting whether or not they could communicate with their animals. You have to start first, Nina, with pets you do not know. This is how you build your confidence and you learn how your body receives incoming messages. We, few of a, Very few people can start with their own pets because we already know too much about them. Our yeah, body, we're too close. It's yeah, the same we, as humans. Yeah. yeah. We Family members I can never, ever. Strangers, exactly. great. Exactly. So... The course takes you step-by-step, step, very mm-hmm. simple, step-by-step, step, and you practice with pets you don't know. I'm right there by your side. It's all online. Right there by your side if you need any help or support. And uh, you go through a series of practice sessions, and you build your confidence. You see how you did, and then you go to the next um, practice session. And right now, if you love your pet, if you are missing your pet, if you want to connect with them and receive a message, then you can do this. The only person I would say that couldn't do this or I won't be able to teach is someone who's just too close-minded um, and they're not open to receiving because some people just aren't open to receiving a message. Well, if you really want it, you can mm-hmm. do this. Well, when I say, when I hear the word open, you know, I always think of it as being open-hearted, opening up to the universe and all the gifts here and to God and just opening yourself up to something greater than yourself that's out there and available to us. I know that sounds so weird, but it's like there's no way to describe it because, you know, when you tell people, like you said, you can't be closed. You just can't be closed. You have to be really open to the fact that, wow, this is a possibility and I'm going to talk to my pet. Almost like believing in yourself, correct? It is. Yeah. You have to allow yourself to be coached. You have to be willing to follow the steps. There's a Mm -hmm. certain process. If you follow the steps, you can do this. It's that simple. And the steps are easy. You'd be shocked how easy the steps are. It's like, you're kidding. That's it? That's all I do? Yes, that's all you do. But the secret is you have to practice and you have to practice on pets you do not know. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to communicate with our own pet. 
But in order for me to get you to your goal, you have to start first with learning how your body receives information. I can't teach you that with your own pet. I have to teach you that with a pet you do not know. So you have to trust me. I've been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. I know the fastest and best way to learn is to practice on pets you do not know. And that's what this course is all about. So you this can is- talk to your own pets. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to tell you that, you know, today this show has been so amazing. And I really think we covered a lot, um, Karen, because we kind of went into what you went through, right? Which is kind of what we're talking about now. And then having that wonderful experience with the dove. And then we talked uh, about euthanizing our pets and how we're guardians for them. And then going into what you do and how other people are capable of doing this. Because the message that I really want to get out and what you helped me with so much today is letting people know, being open-hearted. And I'm even going to mention the horrible word COVID that's going around right now, that we, the more open we are to messages from heaven, from our pets, there's a sense of peace that comes with that kind of connection and taking the gift that is inherent in all of us and learning to work with it. And I really feel that we did that on the show today. And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you too. It's always a joy, Nina. I love sharing with you. You're just awesome. Thank you so much. And I hope that, you know, you have a a lot of people that come in today and give it a shot, guys, and really see what she's talking about. It's so amazing. And if any of my clients out there that are listening that have recently lost your pets, I go to her website and it's it's animal communicator communications.net. Was that it? Nope. Say it again. KarenAnderson.net. Okay. It's the best way to get there. KarenAnderson.net. Okay. And then mention your app one more time. It is boom. B O O M exclamation mark. Business is booming. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Karen. Oh, my really pleasure. appreciate it. Take care. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. It was a great show. Have any questions, anything that you need to know, you can find me at tutoringforthespirit at gmail.com. And have a great evening. Take care. Bye. We hope you have found hope in this week's edition of Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations. Please join your host, Nina Impala, for another program next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again soon.